Welcome to Heart Church. We believe that the gospel has the power to change your whole life or your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. Uh, it's so good to be together online and it's so great to have some people in the room. This is amazing. And, uh, yeah, this is great. I don't know like you, if you're at home like we were last week, just to be able to see some people in the room had a great effect on me actually. I was like, this is amazing. All oh, these people actually in the room. And um, we, we tried our best here. It's really funny. We can't sing, so we're just going for it with all these kind of movements that, I don't know, praising him with a leg raise because we can't shout. Shout to the Lord, guys, in the room. It's not a good one, but at home you can do your thing. So uh, it's really great. Hey, a big, big shout out to the, how great was our Easter services last week? Good Friday, Easter Sunday. Creative team, absolutely amazing. Every, all the teams, Pastor Malcolm on Friday, Mark last Sunday was phenomenal. So really big thank you to all of them. And um, also to say, got to do this, if you're 18 to 30, we've got 18 to 30 in the room, you're 18 to 30, this Tuesday we've got YA Live. And uh, we really want to see you this Tuesday on YouTube, on this channel. And uh, it's going to be a great time. Joel Kazero is going to be speaking. He's brilliant. We're going to have loads of fun. So can't wait to see you there. Well, as part of our time together, we're actually going to be having communion at the end of um, this message today. And so what I thought would be great is if in just a few moments' time, I'm going to give you a bit of time just to get um, something to have communion with, whether that's you've got some juice or some bread or a cracker, just something that represents the blood and body of Jesus Christ. And then at the end, we're going to flow into a time of communion. So now that's a little bit different. If you just sat down with your coffee, you're like, I've got to get back up again. Yes, you have. So (laughs) why don't you just take a few moments to go and grab some things and then we'll come back in just a couple of moments. Thanks. Well, great. I hope you've got, had chance to get everything you need to have communion later. And um, the title of the message today is What Happens Next? What Happens Next? And today is a continuation, really, from Easter Sunday. And just having a look at one of the passages about what happens next. I don't know if you've ever seen one of those uh, the videos where you're shown a bit of footage and it pauses and you have to guess what happens next. Has anyone seen that before? I was watching one the other day. I don't know why I found this funny, but it was two boxes boxing. They pause it and you have to guess what happens next and it plays and they both knock each other out at the same time. I just found that very funny. Sorry if that offends you, but what happens next? So we're going to be taking a look um, at what happens after Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. We're going to look at The first of three resurrection appearances found in the Gospel of Luke. And this account is on the road to Emmaus. Some of you may have heard about it before. And it's just before Jesus appears to the disciples in the upper room. So we're going to be reading from Luke verse 24, verse 13 to 35. Quite a few verses this morning. Um, But we're going to read those together. It says this. That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all the things that had happened. This is, Jesus is is risen from the dead. No one can find the body. These people were likely to be believers. Everybody is talking about it's a massive deal. And says, while they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. And it says this, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. 
And they said that one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? I love Jesus. Like, no, tell me. I don't know. Obviously, tell me. What things? And they said to him, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God, and all the people, and how, how, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. And we had hoped. Anyone experienced that before? We had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and beside all of this, it is now the third day since these things have happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They went at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. This blows my mind. So Jesus is walking along with these people. He's the risen king. He's, they've been, they don't know what's happening and they're telling him about what's happening from their perspective. And he said to them, Jesus said to them, oh foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets had spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And this is one of my favourite passages in the whole of the Bible. It says this, And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. I just find that amazing. Jesus just did a Bible study and said, yeah, that was about me. That was about me. That was about me. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. I love this. He said, he acted if he was going farther, but they urged him strongly saying, stay with us. For it is towards evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, when he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem. And they found the eleven and those who were there gathered together saying, The Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. Wow, there's a lot going on here. So I'm reading this afresh thinking to myself, okay, let me get this straight. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. He's the fulfillment of everything that has been prophesied in Scripture. He is the one who holds the keys of death and Hades in his hands, as Revelation 1, 17, 18 says. He's the first and the last. This is Jesus Christ. He's risen from the dead. Colossians 1, verse 16 talks about the fact that through Jesus, everything that has been made, galaxies, stars, things that we've seen, things that we don't see, us, everything was created through Jesus. And now he's risen from the dead. I'm thinking, wow, what is going to happen next? This Jesus, the one who we believe, created the vastness of the universe, trillions of billions of light years of stars and supernovas and space. This Jesus Christ, when he was about to go to the cross and one of his disciples tried to defend him, said, hey, don't worry about that. If I wanted to, I could summon 12 legions of angels, like 72,000 of angels right at my side which would have been so cool, by the way, just like 
Say something. What are you going to do now? Do you know what I mean? Like, that Jesus Christ, he's now risen from the dead. He's gone through it. He's the fulfillment. What is he doing now? What happens next? Jesus is walking with two random guys away from Jerusalem. What? What? No, I, I have to be honest with you. While I was preparing for this message, about three times I had to put this down and kind of go, I don't get you, Jesus. You're too much for me. Genuinely, I'm like, this. So, so, just follow me, cameras. So, so, so Jesus, all powerful, all risen Christ, what is he doing? The first account that we see in the book of Luke, what is Jesus doing? He is walking away from Jerusalem, the place that he told everybody to stay, where all the action was happening. Everything was happening in Jerusalem. Stay with Jerusalem. They are, he is walking away from that place with two random people. Who's Cleopas? Do you know who Cleopas is? I don't know who he is. He's not one of the 12 disciples. And another guy, poor other guy. I don't know if you can relate to that if you've ever been in a play before and you're not even one of the main characters. You're just like the fourth innkeeper or they're just making up stuff just to make you feel happy in the play. That was this guy, just the other guy. I'm just the other guy. I didn't even get mentioned. Who's this guy? Cleopas and some other dude. So, and what does Jesus do? After he's risen from the dead, he just starts walking with them on their journey away from the place that they were supposed to be. They were believers these were people who were around for the action, but they couldn't understand. And Jesus, is, he's risen from the dead. And what happens next after this amazing Easter story? He just starts walking seven miles. Jesus is just getting his steps in with two random guys away from the place that he's supposed to be. I don't get it. I don't understand. Jesus, what are you doing? But we find him, this great creator, this great Christ, he is walking on the journey with them and we find what's he doing he is helping them process what he is helping them process why do we know that because he just starts asking them questions what's what's happened what it's like someone coming up to you right now and saying why where is everybody that's all there's a global pandemic what global pandemic what do you mean (laughs) Everybody knows this. Everybody was talking about this. But Jesus wanted them to articulate how they felt. Jesus wanted them to articulate their perspective. Jesus wanted them to articulate what they were feeling. He didn't fill in the blanks. He let them talk. What? You're just chatting with two random people, letting them process when you know the answer. Apparently, that's what Jesus wants to do after he's risen from the dead. What? He wants to journey with you. What? He wants to just walk with you. What? He, he joins you on your journey of disappointment and doubt. What? He walks with you away from the place that you're supposed to be. What? The risen king. This great story, this great narrative. What's Jesus doing? He's walking with Cleopas and some other dude away from the place that he wants to be. What's my point today? I want to say to you today and remind you, our God is so good. What is Jesus doing right now? What happens after? Okay, Jesus is risen from the dead. Do you know what he's concerned with right now? He's concerned with you and your disappointment and your pain and your unprocessed thoughts. He, out of all the things he could be doing right now, 
is taking time to go after anybody who is walking away from him. He is taking time to go on someone's journey who, ha- who has gotten what does want nothing to do with him. And do you know what he doesn't do? He doesn't just turn up with some miraculous thing and you know, he lets them process their pain. I want to say to you today humbly, I believe Jesus wants to come alongside some people and he wants you to talk to him. He wants you to unburden yourself to him. He knows that you've got frustration. He knows that you don't know what the future is going to look like. He knows that you've got this excitement, but also this anxiousness. He knows that and he wants to help you process. What? The risen king wants to walk with you. Some people are half watching this right now. And, and this, some of you, this message is for you and you're not even going to watch this today because you didn't even feel like turning on. But you're going to watch this back because the Lord is going to find a way to get this message to you. To remind you, you may feel like you are far too far gone, that you're going in the wrong direction. But I've come to remind you today that the risen king thought the best thing he could do on his first day after being risen from the dead is go after you. And I want to remind his church that this is what we should be like as well. That there are people who are walking away from the place that they're supposed to be, walking away from community. And do you know what Jesus didn't do? He didn't judge them. Think about this. Jesus is the, he is the, he is the, he is the answer to the story. He is the purpose of the story. And yet he modeled for us a way of relating to people who are processing pain. He joined them on his journey. If I was Jesus, I'd at least say, hey, Let's just turn around this way and I'll explain the scriptures to you on the way back to where you should go. Jesus didn't do that. This is how gracious God is. He walked with them and then at the end of their journey, he acted as if he was going further. In other words, he didn't force himself onto them. He talked with them and he processed. And that's the second thing we see Jesus doing. So the first thing he walked, he's, I want to say to someone today, he's walking with you and is helping you process. Secondly, he confronts their wrong beliefs and reveals his word to them. And I love this, that Jesus, this is the epitome of Jesus saying in John 1, that Jesus was, John 1 verse, chapter 1, that Jesus was full of grace and truth. And this is what we see in this picture. That he didn't just leave them with their wrong assumptions of what the scriptures were, but he confronted them with the truth of God's word, with the truth and the revelation of who he was. I want to say to you, what is Jesus doing? He is confronting some things that need confronting of our lives because he loves and cares for us. He wants us to have the right understanding of the scriptures. He wants us to be able to interpret the word for us because he loves us. He doesn't want us walking around with the wrong belief about what the Bible says. Jesus is coming alongside us and he wants to reveal himself to us. And I love this at the end. And the band can come back up and join me. I love this at the end because we're going to have communion and I'm believing for an encounter of God's grace. At the end of this, Jesus acted as if he was going further And he created an opportunity for encounter and intimacy. Because what happened is these two men said, no, no, stay with us. Stay with us. And they brought hospitality towards Jesus. And in that moment, because they created that opportunity, they had a revelation of who Jesus was. I I believe that Jesus 
is making opportunity for encounter and intimacy in this season. What a, what a thought, and it breaks my heart, but I, I can do it all the time, that Jesus, Jesus wants me to want him. How many times have I missed the opportunity to invite Jesus in? I wonder what kind of revelation that I've missed out on because I wasn't ready to say, Jesus, just stay longer. I was more interested in a TV program, but the Holy Spirit was saying, hey, if you want to, there's an encounter here for, for you to have. And as I was thinking about these different encounters, the first thing that Jesus did, what happens next? I thought about the different scenes that we see after Jesus is resurrected. We see this, Mark talked about it last week, that Jesus went to Mary and said, why are you crying? He took time and empathy to care for her. I thought about the fact that, do you know what Jesus did after he was risen? He went to Peter. You know the one who denied him three times? Do you know what he did? Jesus, you don't see Jesus going up to him and go, where's Peter? I want to have a word with him. I was on the cross and this guy who said he would never leave me, forsake me. Do you know what he did? We see Jesus making breakfast. What? Jesus has risen from the dead. Jesus, do a sky dance with supernovas in space. Jesus could do all of that. And he's like, doing a fry up for Peter. What about for Thomas? Jesus showed up to the disciples and Thomas wasn't there. And Thomas says, I won't believe it unless I see it. Do you know what Jesus does? He turns up when Thomas is there and says, hey, bro, just put your wounds, see my wounds, put your hand in my wounds. What's my point today? This great shepherd, Jesus Christ, what happens next after the resurrection? He's showing us just how much he loves us. That's what we see. That's what I see. I see the nature of Jesus. Everything that he taught, the fact that he's the good shepherd, the fact that he goes after, he leaves the 99 to go after the one, the fact that he is meek. This is, he's got controlled strength. This is all powerful God. And yet he is making breakfast for you. He is serving you. He is walking with you. He is asking you why you're crying and caring for you. The resurrected king in the middle of this pandemic, in the middle of so much uncertainty, is wanting to minister to you and care for you and love you and show you his goodness and his grace and where necessary reveal his truth to you because he loves you that's why I wanted to sing that song about his goodness running after you this is what we see the risen king doing leaving Jerusalem and going on a walk with two unknown people why? to remind us unknown people (laughs) that that's what he's like the spirit of Christ is coming for you today. The Spirit of Christ is coming for you, those of you in this room today. He wants to minister to you in your house. What's the risen Christ doing? He's wanting to come to you wherever you're at. You've betrayed Him. You've said you'll never serve Him. You'll never come back to church. Jesus will find a way to make breakfast for you. You've got so many questions you don't understand. Jesus will join your journey. He won't pressure you. He'll walk with you. You're crying, you're upset. Jesus will come to you and minister to you. You've got doubts? Jesus will show up to you and and reveal himself to you. Jesus, we thank you. I love this. At the end, they broke bread and they had a revelation. 
hey, right now, what's going to happen is the band are just going to lead us in a simple refrain and they're just going to sing over you. They're just going to minister to you. And this is just a simple, a simple stirring to expect Jesus Christ, wherever you're at today, however you feel today, the risen King, we see in Scripture, is mo- He's showing you He wants to meet you wherever you're at. Well, I don't know what your bread and cup looks like in the room. It looks like this. I want to invite you right now to, to, and this meal is for you. If you are a Christian, you love Jesus, it's for you. If you're on a journey, if you want to meet Jesus, maybe you, I've got doubts, I don't know. Maybe you can be that, that person today who wants they like Cleopas and the other guy who we don't know as they broke bread, Jesus was revealed to them. Hey Lord, we, we thank you so much for your body broken for us. We thank you so much for your bloodshed. We open up ourselves now, Lord Jesus Christ, to, to remind ourselves that you are for us and not against us, that you, are, you, you care so much for us. Would you minister by your spirit to us today? In your precious name, Jesus.
allow me to pray for you today. Jesus, Jesus. His blood makes people whole. It brings wholeness, it brings life, it brings shalom. It brings peace on the inside. What I've got faith to pray for today is not a peace that just lasts for a service or to the end of the day. What I really want to believe is for something to happen on the inside of people today on the inside and maybe it's like what those two men had it was like a hot, something burning in your heart you didn't have the full revelation yet but something's going on and, and I want to pray that something will be deposited by faith today in your heart in your room in your home in your family in the name of Jesus and then I'm going to pray for people who don't know Jesus but first I want to pray for people who do and you've been battling with discouragement you've been battling with despair there's some people that that the closest people to you don't even know what's going on in your world, but Jesus does. I want to pray for a grace upon you right now. Yeah. Heavenly Father, by the power of your Holy Spirit, I want to thank you for the reality of what we've just sung. That Lord God, you have made us whole, that you free us from the power of our sin. And by your Spirit, Lord, I want to pray for your grace to be multiplied and peace to be multiplied in a revelation of who you are to enter into people's hearts. Lord, I want to pray specifically about discouragement. And I want to pray, Father God, for people's outlook. Lord, and I want to pray, Father God, right now, like your word said, that people would know multiplied hope, that our power, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, to have hope in the name of Jesus. I'm speaking a hope to you. I'm speaking a hope to you on the inside of you. I'm speaking a hope over your perspective, over what you see, over what you think. I'm speaking a hope. No, no, I'm declaring a hope. Those synaptic connections that keep on reinforcing worry in the name of Jesus, supernaturally, I'm believing that hope, divine intervention into your mind. Because of what Jesus Christ has done, He's bringing you life. He's bringing you energy. He's bringing you a revival in the inside. Yeah, yeah, He is. I want to pray for you in Hey, if you're watching this and you don't know Jesus, or maybe you're a long way from God, maybe you're walking in the opposite direction from where you know you should be, I want to give you an opportunity right now to come home. What does Jesus do? He is, he's, he's lovingly coming on your journey. He wants you to return home. He wants you to return to purpose. He wants you to return to your loving, heavenly Father. And and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray a simple prayer and you can pray in your heart you can pray it out loud if you want in your room wherever you are if you're in this room and you're far away from God you can pray this in your heart say Father God I thank you that you sent Jesus Christ to die upon a cross and to rise again for me I thank you that you're you're coming after me and that you're running after me I say I'm sorry for the things that I've done wrong for the times that I've missed the mark. Jesus, come into my life and make me brand new by the power of your Spirit. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. 
Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.